0: It was a Slotsky's Deli that we bought out of foreclosure, and we netted nearly half a million dollars in three months.
1: Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's best ever guests as they share it with you. It's the best ever advice with none of the fluff. Let's go. Heard of crowdfunding and still curious about how you can benefit from it? Well, we've got a step-by-step guide put together just for you by the best-ever team and Patch of Land, the industry's leading crowdfunding experts. The best crowdfunding crash course ever, episodes 152, 159, 166, and 173, will provide you all you need to know to get started and begin benefiting immediately, whether it's getting access to funds for your project or passively investing in other people's deals. The time is now to get started with Patch of Land. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever to grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-E-N-D.com forward slash best ever. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and we are with today, Ross Hamilton. Hello, Ross.
0: Hey, Joe. I'm excited to be here today.
1: Yeah, excited to have you. You are quite the entrepreneur. In fact, you were nominated by Entrepreneur Magazine in 2011 as an emerging entrepreneur of the year. So, congrats on that nomination. I know it's been a couple of years. That's really impressive.
0: Yeah, that was a that was a real surprise for me. I actually just filled out a form while I was waiting for my plane to take off, and they looked me up, called me up, and before I knew it, I'm all over Entrepreneur Magazine.
1: So, wow. It can't happen.
0: <laughs> it can't happen.
1: That's awesome. That's a a cool story. Ross is the CEO of Connected Investors and you can find the website at connectedinvestors.com. Connected Investors is a network of almost a quarter million investors. And uh, he'll talk a little bit about that or a lot about that in a little bit. But basically, right now, it's an aggregator of crowdfunding portals, but it's much more to it sounds like. Oh, yeah. And I'll I'll let him explain it. He's based out of Wilmington, North Carolina and non real estate related. He used to compete in BMX freestyle. So he's got some broken bones (laughs) and some x-rays to show for it. Absolutely. Ross, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gosh, I mean, we mentioned BMX, so I guess I'll, I'll start there. I used to be a kind of a rising BMX star. I was riding with uh, Dave Mira, who is kind of the Michael Jordan of BMX. So I always, my philosophy has always been to kind of surround yourself with the best, right? I started that in when I was riding BMX, and then I just took a, a pretty bad fall that put me in a cast for for over a year, and kind of got into the business side of of extreme sports and that transitioned into into just being an entrepreneur, right? You know, I was kind of fresh out of, I got into real estate at 19 years old. I wrote the book, Real Estate Investing in Your 20s. It's on Amazon. So if you're between 20 and 30, gosh, even if you're older than that, it's, a, it's an awesome book that I wrote during my kind of bumpy ride to real estate royalty as I call it in the book. So I jumped into real estate at a young age. Um, because I guess with my BMX background, I was used to just kind of going for it, right? Kind of no fear, ready, fire, aim. I read a stat that 80% of millionaires do it through real estate. And you know, at the young age of 19, that's all I needed to know. So I jumped into real estate and built up a huge portfolio of of properties. Before I was 23, I was managing 50 my of own, my own properties. And uh, I realized at a very young age that the more investors I was connected with, the more money I made. So back when MySpace was the thing, I was looking at MySpace one day and saying, you know, what? it'd be great if there was like a real estate version of MySpace. Uh, there was nothing out there that had any legs. So I just kind of started Googling names and found Connected Investors and started building Connected Investors as a, as a tool to do more deals. I didn't even know what a technology company was back then. I would just flip a deal, use that money to develop some more stuff out for the platform, and as the platform started to grow, I'd meet people there that I'd buy and sell properties from. So I started making a lot of money as a real estate investor using Connected Investors. And naturally the thing just kind of took off. It wasn't a a fast, it wasn't as viral or or as fast growing as, as Facebook, because back when I first started it, real estate investors back in two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand seven, right? Real estate investors didn't really view social media as a viable business model. It was just kind of for kids, right? But back then I was still kind of a kid. So I was able to jump jump ahead of the social media, gosh, revolution before a lot of people in the finance industry even knew it. And I've kind of marked my my claim to the real estate investing marketplace and community. So that would be the fast forwarded version of how I went from a BMX kid to a tech entrepreneur and real estate investor. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and we will we'll rewind that fast-forwarded version just a little bit because there's a lot of interesting things to talk about. When you look back on the, you know, the the, the successful launch of Connected Investor, why do you think you have a quarter almost a quarter of a million investors? What's the reason why people are on the site and why are more people joining?
0: A social network's not going to work for every niche, right? Because A lot of businesses aren't very connecting and networking isn't really a big part of the DNA of a lot of industries. But if you look at real estate investing, I mean, you look at the RIA groups out there, you look at, you know, all of the, a lot of the training courses on how to connect with people. It's just a very natural fit for real estate investors to want to connect because when you're always missing a piece to the puzzle, right? Right. You have a deal, you don't have the money. You have a deal, you have a lot of the money, you need a little more. You have money, you don't have, like you're going back and forth from, from I need money to I need deals. Like that is just kind of what happens for a real estate investor. So you always need someone else to kind of bring that piece of the puzzle to your image, right? So I believe that the reason Connected Investors works and why it keeps growing and well how it was able to stay alive through the real estate downturn is because people need to connect
1: so you're connecting with other investors within the platform and I didn't know about it until we had our conversation, so I'm glad we are having this conversation so I can check it out myself. But I, I know you know with bigger pockets, as I'm sure you're well aware, it's a forum-based community and people who have questions. It's more of a of a QA community where if you have questions about deals then you can ask them. How are people connecting? Is it simply you build a profile and then you, you just invite people? Or what, what is the activity? You know, Facebook, people are looking at status updates and pictures, Twitter. is just a mindless feed of short you know, amount of information. What, what are they doing within Connected Investor?
0: I'll have to look up that, that other site you mentioned. It sounds like it might be kind of interesting. But all joking aside, uh, what makes Connected Investor is very different is the way the social networking is done. You follow locations. Right? In Twitter, you're following celebrities and people. Inside Connected Investors, you follow locations, and then you have a constant feed of everything that's happening in the locations that matter to you, Right, because you might not care what's going on in Phoenix, Arizona, or you might not care what's going on in Tampa, Florida. Right, You want to do deals in and around certain areas. So as soon as you log in, you throw in a few of your key locations, and you get a bird's eye view of what everyone's talking about, all of the investment properties that are available, the new investors that are joining, just the things that are happening in the areas that matter to you. And then with our mobile app, you can kind of take that on the go. So we understand that real estate investors are constantly out and about and not always tied down to their uh, their computer. So you can download the Connected Investors app and have that instant connection to the areas that matter to you much different than just a glorified forum of beginners you know there's a lot of very 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 experienced investors inside connected investors you know this is this is where deals get done yeah we're talking we're chatting we're posting QA stuff like that but it's really about getting deals done within our platform we have different levels and these these aren't some you know gamified i've posted a million time levels i mean who really cares about that these levels are about are about um, experience and success. For instance, our level, I'll skip right to the good levels. We have four different levels. Our level three is a network within our network consisting only of millionaires. Our level four is consisting only of deca millionaires. So we bring these big money people into our platform to where they can connect with each other. And if you're not a millionaire or a deca millionaire yet, those people can still see the properties you're posting, they can still see what you're doing. And if you're someone who can help them in some way they can reach out to you so being able to follow areas and connect directly with real real estate investors is the core focus of the community aspect of connected investors
1: how are you able to verify if they're millionaires or decamillionaires
0: there's been a lot of tech development in the accreditation of wealth and we use some different technologies and third parties that verify wealth status
1: and then what are the other qualifications for different levels? Is it strictly income based or is it number of deals you've done or are there other other like number of insightful posts that you've made?
0: Nope, basically it's just it's just a wealth. Right now it's all wealth. Because we wanted when we talked to people who had a really high net worth and we asked them why they didn't use social media, they said they didn't want to deal with the tire kickers and city slickers, right? The people who are never going to do anything So before we redesigned Connect Investors for the third time, we made sure to build those different levels in so we can attract those high net worth individuals into the platform. So when you're posting meaningful contents, they can kind of qualify you from a they can qualify you from a safe place and reach out to you at their leisure. But you can't bug them until they're ready to uh, until you have something meaningful. But a lot of our, our members are selling properties to these individuals over and over and over again, right? Because you have a few different things you can leverage. You can leverage time, you can leverage money. These people have a lot of money, not a lot of time. That's why a lot of people who are getting involved in real estate are able to use our platform. To connect with those high net worth individuals and kind of get the get the full the full benefit of, of leveraging other people's money.
1: How do you make money off of connected investor? You personally and your company.
0: We make money a few different ways. Number one, we have a a model that's very very similar to LinkedIn, right? We have our premium our premium subscription. So exactly like LinkedIn's model, we have that we've had that model built in uh, from day one. Also, we make money off of uh, funding right part of having a marketplace is you have to have access to funding right marketplaces are difficult to build because you have to have the buyers and sellers and the available capital there all at the same time right we have all of the buyers and sellers so we've been working with the CEO and the founder of LendingTree who is an investor and advisor in our company and we created essentially a lending tree model for hard and private money. So within Connected Investors, you can apply for funding and essentially hard money and private money lenders compete to fund your deal. So those are the two ways that I feel comfortable with sharing, uh, sharing with the general public on how we monetize the database.
1: So let's switch gears a little bit to your investing background. You started investing at 19, and by the age of 23, you had 50 properties of your own that you're managing. How did you buy those properties from 19 to 23, and how much money did you start with?
0: I started with uh, basically, to get to the the BMX story, I found the best person in my town at 18, 19 years old, and just started working with him. You know, he didn't hire me. I just kind of kept showing up and just doing whatever he needed, and I, I learned the ropes very, very quickly very quickly. And we did dozens and dozens of deals together. So I got to watch deals go from a lead to a sale over and over and over again. And I'm a pretty quick learner. So I, I took the model that I liked the best, which at the time happened to be a seller finance model because I had, through working with this individual, I'd saved up you know about 50, 60,000 bucks, right? I used that 50, 60,000 bucks to buy my first, buy my first investment property And then I got it at such a huge discount back when they were giving equity lines off investment properties, I was able to take a six-figure, over a six-figure equity line out. So basically, after about a year and a half of being in real estate, I had maybe just shy of $150,000 to play with off of uh, equity lines and just started to do creative seller finance type deals. Because I didn't want to put all of my $150,000 in one deal. That wasn't fast enough. So I'd spread that out among 10 deals. I'd flip a few, keep a few, and kind of keep it it rolling. But when you have limited capital, you have to figure out how to properly leverage the capital that you do have. And that's what I did very efficiently when I was younger.
1: At 23, you had 50 properties. What happened to those properties? Are you scaling up, scaling down, staying the same?
0: So I had 50 properties. Then the recession started to kind of come. So I'm not saying I was some sort of a. At 23, 24, the responsibility of having you know 50 properties was 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 pretty tough. I mean, I was working, you know, gosh, a minimum of 12 hours at 12 hours a day, trying to figure it all out, trying to get it automated, and I just started to kind of liquidate and sell uh, sell some of those properties. So I got I moved probably a little over 50 percent of those just right before the right before the recession hit. And then the recession hit, and I just I looked at my portfolio of a little over two dozen properties and the ones that were cash flowing really well, I held on to. And because I purchased with seller financing, I was able to do really creative things whenever the whenever the market hit to where I can renegotiate terms. I was able to give back properties that I just didn't want. And it wasn't anything that kind of that came back to me on my credit at all. So I basically just kind of scaled down to a little over a dozen properties that were really good, some of which I had paid off, and just kind of sat on the sidelines for a little while and watched what was happening with the the economy, and at that time is when I got really, really heavy into the tech side, the tech side of real estate. That's right when all of the big technology booms were starting to happen, and I said, you know what? Let's go all in on this on the tech side, and that's when I got really focused on Connected Investors and started to really, really grow it.
1: Ross, what's your best real estate investing advice ever?
0: I would say the best real estate investing advice I can give someone would kind of stem from the advice that my mentor gave me. This gentleman was a multi-billionaire. And when I was sitting down with him one day, he was looking at something I presented presented him. And he said, Ross, most people don't even know what they do. And I couldn't really digest what that meant at the time. But as, as I start to grow as an entrepreneur, I realized I start to see that more and more. And as a real estate investor, yes, you are an investor, but you're actually a marketer, right? So the best advice that I could give a real estate investor is to understand that for the most part, you are a marketer. You are an internet marketer, Okay. And real estate investors don't believe that they're marketers, right? You're either networking for deals, you're, you're doing direct mail, like you're, you're marketing yourself. So the best advice that I could really give a real estate investor is number one, just understand that you are actually a marketer. First, a real estate investor. Second,
1: you're clearly a savvy marketer as well as a real estate investor. What's one way that listeners can be a savvy marketer?
0: Okay. So marketing, right? This is a this is a full seminar here of uh of content to answer that one question. But <laughs> with marketing, you have to be able to you can't market until you can measure, right? So that's like the biggest problem. That's like, that's why people throw a bunch of stuff against the wall. So if you're boys on marketing, you can measure. This way you can learn. And you can refine, and you can do more of what works, right? You're constantly measuring your marketing results. So, being able to measure is 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 very, very, very important. Um, and again, you know, there's no there's no quick there's no silver silver bullet to real estate marketing. You have to be able to measure. You have to be able to track, and you have to be able to learn every time every time you do something as a real estate investor who's out there marketing for deals. And just understanding that you're a marketer I think is will change will change the way you think, will change the types of blogs you read, and you'll start to to attract some of the answers you might be you might be looking for.
1: Ross, you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. First quick word from our best ever partners crowdfunding you've heard about it and now it's time to learn about it our best ever sponsor patch of land is a leading expert in the crowdfunding space and they've got all the answers to your crowdfunding questions go to patchofland.com of forward slash best ever and grab your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions that's p-a-t-c-h-o-f-l-e-n-d dot com forward slash best ever ross what's the best ever book you've read
0: best ever book i read Thinking and grow rich
1: Best ever personal growth experience and what you learn from it?
0: My two-month trip through Europe and I learned how to live in the now.
1: Best ever success habit you practice?
0: To understand as the CEO of a company, your job is to build the team, not the business. The team builds the business.
1: Oh, interesting. As a CEO of the company, your job is to build the team and your team builds the business.
0: Don't do the dumb little stuff that you know you can do. <laughs>
1: What's the best ever deal you've done?
0: It was a Slotsky's Deli that we bought out of foreclosure, and we netted nearly half a million dollars in three months.
1: Ah, the traditional purchase of a Slotsky's Deli. I hear that all the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was a commercial foreclosure.
1: Okay. That's all it was. Best ever way you like to give back?
0: Actually, we're, um, we're in the middle of doing that now. But the best the best way that we're giving back is to provide high school kids with access to real estate investing education, kind of like more or less, you know, in tough areas.
1: Best ever project you're most excited about right now?
0: Uh project I'm most excited about right now is our crowdfunding initiative. Inside Connected Investors in the Marketplace, you can see every deal that you can invest in. So whether you have, you know, $500 or $5,000, you can invest in pieces of real estate deals.
1: And are you officially partnering with other platforms or are you doing your own deals?
0: This is essentially a aggregated platform of all of the deals that are available on all the other platforms. So, you don't have to log in or create accounts with 300 portals. You can go right inside the Connected Investors Marketplace and see the deals that are available for crowdfunding. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, you may or may not see this inside our marketplace but we're finalizing the testing today and opening it up as soon as we're happy with the QA.
1: Best ever quote.
0: Best ever quote was actually the advice I gave earlier about building a business. That's actually Thomas uh, Watson, the founder of IBM. I got it written down, his exact words here. I summarized it. It used to be on my desktop. It's the most influential quote, but the quote is, your job as a CEO is not to build a business, it's to build a team. The team builds the business.
1: Well, you summarized that really nicely then cuz that's pretty much what I had written down.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate or business?
0: Joe, man, I've made I've made a lot of mistakes. And back when I was back when I was riding BMX, if I went a week without limping or bleeding, it's cuz I wasn't learning anything, right? So, I really believe that if you're not making mistakes, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. I would say the biggest mistake that I made from a uh, um, in my technology business, was was not hiring a chief technology officer earlier in my business life cycle. So to kind of summarize that up, it's I was trying to do things that I had no business doing. From a real estate standpoint, I, I really don't have any regrettable mistakes, except not more aggressively uh, buying products.
1: Ross, and, and I think I know this answer based on our conversation, but I'll go ahead and ask it. What's the best ever place to reach you?
0: <laughs> Connected Investors. Oh, imagine that. (laughs) Imagine that, yeah.
1: Yep. Check out ConnectedInvestors.com. And Ross, thank you so much for being on the show, sharing your advice. I'm going to go sign up and check it out myself and see what kind of trouble I can get into there. This has been a, a great conversation, learning about your astronomical trajectory into real estate investing from 19 to 23 how you surround yourself with the best like you did with BMX, like you did. I mean, you were talking about how you started with real estate investor and he was the best in that area and he didn't even hire you. You just kind of sidled up next to him and, and, uh, and, and followed his path and did deals with him.
0: It's so important. I mean, in BMX, I was with Dave Mira. In real estate, I was with the best guy in my town. Now with the technology, we have the CEO of Tree. That's that's on our team. That's helping us navigate all the relationships with the big real estate tech people and another few people on my board who've sold companies for nearly a billion dollars. So I mean, surrounding you are another one of my favorite quotes uh, again by Thomas Watson is is you are the sum of all you've met. So that's kind of you know another way of saying take the people you hang out with the most average their income, average their lifestyle, average their health, and you're probably the average of of those those people so I really you know again getting back to the main mission of connecting investors I really can't advocate enough the importance of surrounding yourself with people who are where you want to be gosh it's it's nothing new but it's one of those things that can just keep working
1: Yeah. And you truly, you live and breathe the mission of Connected Investor, your platform. It's clear. I mean, that's something that that's who you are. That That's what you believe in. And that's also why I do my podcast. I've been doing it for you know October on a daily basis. I, I don't record every day. I have some episodes where I record multiple days, but a daily episode goes live because I want to meet someone like you. We wouldn't have this conversation if I didn't have my show. And I want to continually make new friendships, and this is a great way of doing it, and so is Connected Investors. So if you don't have time to do a daily podcast and interview amazing guests like Ross, Barbara Corcoran, and Robert Kiyosaki, all guests from my show, then join Connected Investors, check it out, and I guess I'll see you on there. So thank you so much, Ross. And is there anything else you want to mention to the Best Ever listeners before we sign off?
0: I'll see you guys on the inside. Have a good one.